Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sonic Talk, the first one of 2020. In fact, well, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's 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 we've had a couple of weeks off. It's been Christmas or whatever it is, or then maybe you don't. Maybe you guys didn't have a break. Uh, I can't speak for everybody, but uh, we certainly did. Uh, we, it's our first podcast back. Actually, I came back in on the second, but obviously the way it fell, it's the first Wednesday. So welcome everybody. Six hundred and three. Let's hope for twenty twenty. It sounds like there's lots of gags for clarity and vision and all of those things there. But uh, this is the podcast to do with uh, music technology and uh, synthesizers and all that. And in fact, this is the week just before. For NAM, which, if you don't know, is the biggest show, sort of international trade show, uh, where we get to see a lot of the first looks at all this new technology that's coming out. Lots of interesting stuff and instruments. And in previous years, I've, uh, I've, 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 st- I've said, "Oh, let's do a NAP pre-NAM preamble." But what tends to happen is nobody can talk about anything because they've all signed NDAs. So it seems a bit pointless, really. I'm not. I'm, we might talk a little bit about NAM this week, but next week uh, we will be in Anaheim uh, from Wednesday. We, if we, we arrive Tuesday. There'll be our usual live blogs, and then the videos will be coming on stream. We usually post around about 100 videos from now, and I think we'll probably... No reason to believe that we wouldn't do any less this time, unless there's some sort of catastrophic tech event, but who knows. But let's get on to our guests, because uh, we haven't seen them since... Uh, well, we'll start, actually, with Mr. Ty Unwin, uh, media composer, who's had a bit of a break. Um, as he, uh, his, winter, his winter break, and he's looking well-rested for it, and, and all those things. How are you, Ty? Are you well? I'm good, but as we were just saying, talking about tech disasters, if my broadband's a bit ropey, I do apologise. Can't do a lot about it at the moment, right now. But 2020 but might, bring, might bring new bandwidth, as we know, so that would be awesome. It's, it will hopefully change, so hopefully, yes, it will all change in this area, and I'll actually get uh, a bandwidth slightly wider than a very thin thing and slow so. and slow so i have to ask obviously you haven't been you haven't been uh, sort of working for the last uh, couple of months um, as hard anyway i'm not saying not working but you've got to take your foot off the gas for a break does that mean you've had yeah. time to to look into and purchase new equipment and if so what what might that have been i'm just curious because i know you're terrible for your new technology I, I do. I, I no. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've bought a, a couple of things. I think I told you I bought a, 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 a mini log XD rack and I bought a, a micro freak. And I've ordered some bits that we can talk about in a bit. Um, and there's some bits I'm going to order. But I'll be honest with you because I've kind of took a, taken a break and taken my foot off the gas away from the studio for for some time. Um, Honestly, I've wanted to fill my head with absolutely anything except tech and gear, mainly because I think, as I said to you before, this place has got to be ripped apart and I've got to do some major work with the studio and maybe knocking the whole thing down and starting from scratch and new buildings, et cetera, et cetera. And the thought of doing that, as you can appreciate, uh, every time I think about it and I sit down and I plan it for five minutes and then go, I wonder if my socks need washing. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> anything, when it, comes to, when it comes to ripping it back and starting from scratch, anything is more appealing. So I've just, been, I've just been buying bits and bobs, but nothing particularly. Made. And, and honestly, because I've had the time off, it's actually getting the big things out that I've never really had a chance to properly play with. And going, oh, so that moved one. <laughs> Let's switch it on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, so it's been mainly yeah, not buying loads of new stuff, but ordering lots, as we'll talk about. Ah, well, I mean, speaking of the Moog One, I think the Moog One One Point One Two or One Point Two. I'm not sure which uh, firmware came out. Uh, over Christmas, I'm not entirely sure what it is. My Moog experience has, has left now. I, I shipped one of them back today. There's another one got to go on Mon- uh, um, back to the back to the states because we, we had a couple here, uh, and I did publish the review. And you know, I, I, I was I was I was quite honest about how I felt about the firmware and you know all of those things. And, Check the review out anyway. So and so so you should be. It was it was no, it was a good review, and I think it was an honest review, and I think it needed to be said. The latest version just solved some of the issues, but it's. Uh-huh. It's not perfect yet, but it's it was an honest review, so I enjoyed it. 
I uh, well, thank you. I, I it was a very difficult one to perform actually because it's you feel, you feel the weight of expectation and the, all the politics and stuff in that with something of such large magnitude. But anyway, I enjoyed it generally. Um, and we also have Mr. Rich Hilton, who's been at home for a little while and is uh, after much much touring with Chic as well as being uh, working in the studio and whatnot. Uh, so have you been uh, busting your chops on your rolly or are you saving yourself for the Osmos? Did you? Did you take the plunge on the Osmos? I'm just curious, because you might be the guy that's aimed at. <laughs> I might have thought I was the guy it was aimed at, but these days I don't think so much, but I need to play it before I'm going to go all in like that. Uh, I didn't take to the Roly the first time either, and I really take to it now. Um, I've been actually practicing piano a lot because ah. my, my dear old Steinway uh, has made it home, and I play it very regularly to keep things up and work on new stuff. And I quite enjoy that these days. And I play a lot of guitar. Um, so a lot of guitar and piano these days. And some Roly. The Roly is always right here and uh, at the ready. Uh, Roly at the ready. That sounds like it could yes. be uh, could be a t on a T-shirt or something. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> well, they're welcome to call my agent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> work something out well i hope you both had a lovely festive break and uh, all of those good things and oh yeah i should mention actually um we're also we're still running as well as our friends over at isotope which will be uh, uh uh showing the competition a little bit later we've got uh this offer from splice uh, i'll play something fully on it uh, next uh, a little later on but uh you could get a credit because i've been talking to people about splice apparently it's really really taken off and lots of people are buying beats and all those kind of things on it and it's it's an interesting model so anyway uh if you want to get one month's free credit you can use the code sonic state 100 and there's a url there which i won't attempt to read out i'll stick it in the show notes because it's a series of numbers and, and letters that i'll only mess up but uh yeah if you do that you get 30 days a one month free for access to the 100 credits per month plan which you could just cancel afterwards if you if you don't want to continue or, or you may continue also um but more on that a little bit later so uh, well there are a bunch of things coming i mean so uh, here comes Nam. Uh, I suppose and, and even in my preamble when I said I, we shouldn't really talk, we never really make much success of this. But Nam is going to be coming, and it's interesting. The shape of it is a little bit different this year because a lot of the kind of smaller boutique manufacturers, particularly the modular guys and gals, are, are gravitating more towards uh, Superbooth, which is equally large and is a bit more synth, you know, well, a lot more synth focused. So there will be a bunch of synth stuff there, obviously, but uh, perhaps not to the to the same degree as has been in previous years and that's just the national natural ebb and flow i mean to be honest berlin's kind of a bit cooler than anaheim but you do get the sun in anaheim but if you come from the sun then maybe it's not such a big thing i'm personally very much looking forward to it but it's going to be a massive show we've got a ton of stuff i mean there's uh, as usual uh, roland have announced a bunch of stuff previous because they're both at ces as well as yamaha are and also so are uh, korg and korg have a release schedule so far we've had the uh, uh, the wave state actually i should maybe maybe we should just do that because that's actually um uh probably the the biggest thing i mean that video that we shot ed shot it for us at korg hq earlier um uh, uh, in december and it's just gone huge. hi luke from korg here i'm here to show you a brand new product we just brought out which is called the wave state so this is a reimagining of our original wave station from way back in 1990. Still keeping that wave sequencing element and of course the vector joystick from the original wave station, but adding a load of real-time control and also separating out the wave sequencing into different lanes, which you can check out with these buttons and also on the screen here. And then you can follow that lane individually with the steps here. I'll show you how that works, but let's have a listen first, give you a flavor of what it can sound like, and then I'll take you through some of the features. It's funny, as he's straight in with a sort of 90s game audio demo. There are some other really exciting sounds in it. This just shows a lot of stuff. Again, I won't play it all. Yeah, it's on the YouTube channel. You can watch it. It's it's one of ours. But it's got you know people have really seemed to have gone for this because the Wave Station is one of those synths that people have always been saying when Korg have released their virtual versions and and, and sort of smaller versions and whatnot. Wave Station, Wave Station, Wave Station. Everybody's saying. And I know. Um, I don't know. But Ty, were you a Wave Station? Have you? You must have a Wave Station there somewhere in your in your in your archives, right? 
you're talking to kind of the it's either the wrong person or the right person um huge wave station fan so i had a, i had a wave station then i had the ex and i've still got the rap man i've still got the ad and um humongous fan of the wave station and so this for me is um is incredibly exciting i think the only the only problem i have with all of this is uh, it is essentially that 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 preset sums it up really which yeah. is the whole the issue with the wave station from day one was always the fact that all of a sudden you could play one note and it was instant track that ended up on every cop drama for a chase scene <laughs> and you know and it it and say every film score suddenly have wave station all over it and it was all just the presets and it was i i hated that side of it but the reality was once you dug into it um the synthesis in that thing is in the original was incredible it was amazing and so now to kind of have that on steroids uh is really is really really exciting so yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, just looking at some of the stuff that it could do. I mean, we got sixty-four stereo voices, uh, yeah. model filters. So I guess it's it's sort of bringing a bunch of tech together at the same. I'm guessing it's using some of that new tech stuff, some of the prologue. We've got maybe some DSP models, and I don't know exactly, but it well, sound, it does sound very interesting. And the idea that the some of the patches are just overly animated to my ear it's like okay just calm down let's have something a bit simpler you know but i mean i understand the need for that in a demo you've got to get the wow thing so the, the nice thing was because i mean half the reason i bought an oasis back in the day was because they actually people don't really even know this but um but on the oasis they basically kind of reinvented uh, the waves station within the oasis so there's yeah. a whole wave sequencing section within the oasis that's what drew me into the oasis and so they kind of they developed it a bit more then because you could uh, essentially mix the synthesis from the oasis with uh, with the of the wave station with all the filters and and whatever from the oasis so that was a great start um but what's great about this is you know upping the voices to 64 you know, I mean, it says six four stereo voices. I'd love to know whether that actually means with all four elements at the same time, because with the original, you had 32 elements. So if you had four elements within a vector synthesis or a right. four sequences, you only had eight note polyphony. So I'd love to know quite what 64 stereo voices means. That's um, true. Yeah. But, but with all with all the, with all the filters, you know, kind of these um, modeled filters, because the original one didn't have even have resonance on the filter. So. Yeah, well, I know you can't even imagine it now, but it, they, it didn't have resonance, uh -huh. and yeah, that was a that was that was a big thing that everyone wanted resonance. Do you know they even went to the, the lengths of sampling, which I never got. They went into sampling waveforms with different levels of resonance, with the idea that you, you did a wave sequence of those different elements <laughs> to wow. actually make it sound like a resonance. And all time I was going, why didn't you just bloody put resonance on it? But anyway, it's a great synth and this looks like it's going to be, you know, even better. Can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. Yeah. I know, Rich, I mean, did, did that figure in, uh, you know, at the greatest hits of, uh, well, I guess it would have been, what, the, the, the 90s synthesizers for you? The wave Absolutely. Station? Loved it. Um, but as with uh, well, first of all, <laughs> well, you, you mentioned the cop drama thing, and I, I stand guilty as charged. But um, <laughs> everybody, well done. I became, I was instantly um, intrigued by wavetable synthesis because of the possibility of using the wavetable in much more subtly with respect to motion in synthesis Absolutely, that wasn't yeah. filter derived. And that's what really interested me about it. And so as with the original, all the demos go, and that doesn't tell me anything. I mean, what I need to know is how does it sound when I'm slowly morphing through that wavetable at a particular place in the wavetable where it's doing something interesting? And that is something I think I'm going to have to either find out with my hands on the instrument or have to program up myself to find out. And I used to use uh, in Sonic in the same way. The uh, Everything from VFX forward had wavetables. And I used to love modulating the wavetables because, as I say, you could get motion that you can't get in a filter. And it was a beautiful kind of nice modulated thing you could do uh, without having to go through ting-tong-tong-tong-tong-ting-ting-tong and all yeah. of that. Now, this thing is very focused on that, and that's all well and good, and I'm sure there's plenty of good uses for it, and there are still cop dramas to be made. 
but uh um <laughs> but but what and, and and the whole one button you get the whole dance record on you know on c2 uh is you know that's all very it's all very no uh, don't say it it's such. not no 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 it's not all very good don't say that it's not all very good it's well it's it sells instruments it sells I instruments. Know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. what i need to know is <laughs> how do those wave tables sound when you're sweeping them with an lfo or something or, or an envelope yeah. generator to get yeah to i get mean something it's, going it, on. it's going to be and, down to the interpolation isn't it it's the interpolation i mean i've just i've just reviewed the uh, uh modal argon 8 and the interpolation on the wave tables in that is really sweet so you get beautiful shifting so I would imagine, Rich, they they must have done something good on that. It should be wonderful. It, it looks should. wonderful. And I watched like a half-hour video of a guy who went through every parameter yeah, loop of, the pop, of the thing. Yeah, Loot Pop strikes yeah, again. I watched, I watched a good portion of his video and the conclusion, and uh, the thrilling conclusion. And... Um, <laughs> And it looks like an amazing instrument. I don't know what it costs, but it looks like uh, a fantastic it's, uh, thing. Six nine 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 US, uh, six nine nine UK pounds. We think so. Round about seven something in the US. We we suspect. Well, so, that's a that's a heck of a lot of synthesis for not a heck of a lot of money. And I I kind of dug the way the interface. They, they did some clever things with the interfacing. It is a small window into the world. That thing. It does have a little bit of uh, electronitis, but uh, yeah. But uh, and and interestingly, they didn't give you the tiny, 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 tiny little waveform display that they seem to be putting on everything else they make. But um, well, speaking of everything else they make, we'll get to that. But uh, the it's it's a nice display. You can work with it. I like the ergonomics, the way they use shift keys and things like that to make these buttons do a whole different yeah. range of stuff all the time is very clever. There's some really nice real-time controls that the guy demonstrated that you can do. You can do performancey stuff with it. Um, it receives poly aftertouch. Mm, yeah, yeah, so it doesn't must create be, must be any... Fun. Yeah, well, that's the At case all. with the many with many things. I think that will probably be changing with, you know, the uh, Hydrosynth manufacturing their own key bed. I think people will that maybe will step up and start going right we need to start adding these kind of things and with the with the uh, advance of Osmos which we we've spoken about before that I think that will change the topography of what's expected from a keyboard. Um, just a couple of interesting facts about the WaveState. WaveState, uh, the original, uh, the team, I believe, uh, was headed up by Dave Smith, working for Korg, uh, sort of out of the ashes of sequential circuits. And also John Bowen was part of that team. Yay! And John Bowen was said that he was, sorry, wasn't there a Prophet VS that did Wave? Uh, there was, yeah. I, I, I think there was as well. Available. I think, that, I think that's what preceded this yeah, instrument. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I that, think you're but right. that only did that didn't that didn't do wave sequencing. It only did vector. Did it have ref? Did it have resonance? Uh, it did no, have I resonance. Think, there we go. There's one. <laughs> it may have, but the people who were doing digitally, like and Sonic and Korg at that time, did not have a decent resonance uh, available to them. It wasn't yeah. because no, no. they were taking a stand. I, it was because they didn't have. They could do it. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I, think, I mean, there. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Mr. Rossum had a hand in this somewhere down the line, seeing as most digital advance, advances around that era seem to pass across his desk in some form, whether he was actively involved or just reviewing designs for people. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was some of uh, Dave Rossum's fingerprints on there. But I, I would have to uh, check with him. I did an interview with him way back, uh, well, last Superbooth, and we talked about all of that stuff, and it's fascinating. But all of these things have come from a similar sort of legacy. But yeah, it looks like it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously, 37 keys some people are going to go well I'd rather have five octaves and I feel the same thing because we did the uh, like I said I did the modal argon 8 uh, which will be coming up hopefully before NAM. I'm working hard to try and get that out and that's only got a three octave key bed and it feels because it's eight voice you're sort of thinking yeah I kind of I want some more keys you know because it sounds sounds good so yeah I think I think that I mean I, I, I I'm the I'm always the first to moan at small keybeds because I, I hate them. But I have to say that the way that personally I would use this, um, I kind one of... One mode, right? That's, it, that's all I'm going to do. That's it. I don't need any more than one octave. You just need an um, octave, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Now, the, the, the way that I'm going to use this, because the main, the main thing about this is um, because of the form factor, 
is uh, all I'm bothered about is does it have full size keys? Yes, it yes, has it full does. size it keys. Does, yeah. they're, they're not the mini log keys because I would basically use the keyboard on it to do the programming side of things, which is the for me would be the most important reason to use the keyboard in front of it. But then when it comes to the actual playing, I would play it remotely from something else with size. But so for me, it kind of works perfectly because it's such a programmer synth that. You just, I just want a keyboard in front of it that's big enough with full-size keys to do the programming, and then all the um, sequencing side of things or playing side of things I do from somewhere yeah. else. Well, I so love people. Are, people are very you know. excited about it, and I think if they get it right, you know, I mean, as because it's got, I mean, it's got like fourteen simultaneous effects in it as well, mm. and I imagine if some of those effects are the effects that are in the XD, I mean, you you just got the XD, uh, yeah. Atari, you'll know, you know, I mean, there's some lovely stuff in there, so I'm hoping, you know, all of that stuff will probably be all part of the same team, as it were. So, Can, yeah, I, I mean, for just literally my two words on the XD, because I know, the, I mean, the reason I bought it, as you well know, is essentially you raved about it so much to me <laughs> that that I felt I should. No, genuinely, I'm, there's no there's no BS there. That's completely genuine. Nick so raved about it to me, and so I bought one. And I, as we as we both kind of agree, it shouldn't sound that good for the for the money. Really, it shouldn't sound that good. It's an incredible synth for the money. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah. Anyway, thank goodness for that. So it's not it's not one of the ones that you're putting on eBay or going into deep storage, uh, <laughs> shrink wrap, shrink wrapped in the archive. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. Well. Uh, anyway, uh, if you want to check that, I mean, Korg have also they brought out the SV2 this morning. Uh, the, in, in their in their wisdom, what they've been doing is the uh, the the embargo for all of these. There are more things coming, but I cannot speak of them. Uh, I think we, we know what we're talking about. But um, can we time, not talk mate, about them? I don't know. Ty can talk about it. I can't talk about it. I, I, it stuff. Well, I've, I, well, I've, I've ordered things. one. So I mean, I bet I can order one. I can. I can talk about it. So I've ordered one. <laughs> oh, ordered what? <laughs> the new thing from Core coming out on the tenth, available in February for delivery. Oh, okay. Apparently. All right. Okay. But I think I, I'm seeing all the press. All this press about online, this uh, 2600 yeah. they're supposed to be building. Oh, I think, is, is that really? Yeah, I no, saw yeah. all kinds of stuff. I don't have an NDA, right. and I saw all kinds of stuff online about it. Now, at the end it, of the day, it, it looks like more than just speculation to me. And even they're teasing it with the size of the road case. Yeah, so, well, I did see that. Yeah. Put it like this if it is just speculation, I've just wasted £3,200 on. On a flight case. It's a flight case. <laughs> so I mean, look, I, I, you know, I've signed nothing, and I totally understand and appreciate why Nick can't say a single word. But basically, I'm sure everyone knows there's an ARC 2600 coming out. It's three thousand two hundred pounds. Uh, it's basically got a sequence. It hasn't got the full sequence built in, but it has got a sequence built in. It's full size, and apparently is a work of art and sounds identical. As if there is such a thing as a 2600, because they all sounded different in different uh, evolutions. And even every instrument off the same line sounded different. But it sounds identical to a 2600. That's Mm. all anyone kind of needs to know. And you don't have to say anything, Nick, other than... I can't. Well, I can't can't possibly comment. Um, I I was about to say, actually, did you see the SV2, which is the stage piano as well? That came out this morning. My my point was, is all of the uh, embargo times are 2 p.m. Japan, which is 5 a.m. UK, which is, you know... Fortunately, the CMS, which I wrote for this very purpose, allows me to schedule these things so I don't have to get up (laughs) first thing in the morning and post them. But um, I don't know. Rich, you're a pianist. I know you're a Roland guy. Um, Have you tried the SV, Korg SVs? Because a lot of people, it's one of those ones that people kind of dig. It's got a a valve in it, a 12AX7 or something. And I think the the SV2... The, the SV2 looks like you just get more of that kind of stuff and more sounds and more polyphony and all of those things. And they look kind of cool. Very retro. Are we talking about SVP1, that red thing that they released some years yeah, ago? Is yeah, that yeah. what the question is? Yes, that's Have right. I there's an SV, yes, there's, I played there's, it. There's an SV2 now, which is just I more see. of the same. That looks kind of funky. I was uh, considerably less a fan of that instrument than many people who I respect very highly. Okay. I'm... I was exactly the same because I played one and really wanted to love it. And there was just something about it that's it, it sounded incredibly artificial against a lot of the competition. But I think, oh, I know what but it I is. Found, well, <laughs> oh, do you? Well, I think, I think that I, they went, I found this. They, they took the sample set from their home entertainment products. 
The ones with the speakers <laughs> built in and the arrangers and stuff like that. Ah, okay. okay. That's, that's always why a good start. that. That's why it sounds like it does, and uh, and yeah, you can. It's got a tube, and I remember, and it sounds nice when you warm it up with a little overdrive. But the thing yeah. just by itself did not rock my world at all, and I was not. Well, uh, I, and I was literally sitting in the Korg building where I was trying it out, wanting to like the thing. It looks nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got an appeal. It's got the, 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 the yeah. The aesthetic is nice, and it sort of feels like the aesthetic, if it followed through with the sounds, would have been more rewarding as an experience. Absolutely. So, I mean, from from my point of view, because I was so kind of unimpressed. Well, not unimpressed. It just did nothing for me with the one. Let's hope that the two is. Let's hope. Yeah, the two let's is hope it's better. better. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I'm going to. Uh, I'm just going to. Could be. Um, I think we should probably put in one of our, a word from one of our sponsors at this point. This is uh, from Splice. Uh, do check out Splice. Uh, and um, Find the perfect kit, synth preset, or MIDI melody on Splice, plus millions of other royalty-free one-shots and loops with more added daily. Zero in on the perfect sound, filtered by tags like genre, BPM, key, and instrument. Or search for something else like a feeling or a mood. Browse, search, and preview all your sounds right from the Splice desktop app and seamlessly drag and drop them directly into your DAW. Your sounds and presets are available everywhere you make music. Keep them forever, no matter what. That's right, Splice are offering a deal to our uh, to us lot. I've used the code SONICSTATE100 and use the link, uh, which is on.splice.com slash 2 Q-A-A-J-N-O, and they're various capitals. I'm not going to attempt to read them out in their capital form, but I'll put them in the show notes. But do check it out. Um, I was interesting. I was talking to a producer friend uh, yesterday about uh, Splice and how low lots and lots of people are making beats now. There's this sort of new movement of people making beats and samples, and Splice really fits the way that, you, that people are wanting to acquire those sounds. And also, it's another revenue stream for musicians and producers. You know, you can make a beat, you can put some samples up. It's a really interesting concept anyway. But do check it out. Thanks to Splice.com. Um, I was going to say, um, there was a, another thing, you know, in the chat room, I uh, was saying, why don't Korg do a P- PS33 or 3200? And that would be a challenge because that is massively polyphonic, isn't it? But uh, And they are things of beauty. They're legendary. Actually, Ty, I will ask you, have you got a PS? No, I looked at, I almost, I looked at 3200 um, uh, when ago. I can't remember, and basically was told that that's the one to avoid. Essentially, you either get the thirty-three or you get the three, the three, the thirty-one hundred. Um, thirty-two again, dog, is it? <laughs> the, well, thirty-two is just the one that d- that didn't really have the the things that the thirty-one and the thirty-three had. But the thirty-threes go for you know kind of they're they're touching kind of hundred k basically. Realistic. I think it, no, right? I think I think it was eighty k. I think it was eighty k, but plus VAT. Christ. You're talking it was eighty plus VAT. I think was for wow. thirty three, and a thirty one <laughs> is going for yeah yeah thirty one's going for about uh, about ten something like Blimey. that. And the reality is everyone that everyone that's got one that I've you know kind of that I've talked to has basically said look they're nice but. Then, and it would, not worth it's another, grand. <laughs> no, no, there, there is again, it's, it's basically almost, it's more nostalgia and you wanting to get that kind of Vangelis. It's all about, you know, the kind yeah, of Vangelis yeah. in the, um, tomato, t- tomato, <laughs> tomato, <laughs> tomato, yeah, tomato stuff. Um, yeah, tomato that well done. He was lesser known than tomato, but, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, go check out Tomato. Um, Thirty three hundred. That's possible yeah. show title right there. <laughs> Tomato, tomatoes. Uh, Thirty three hundred. Right. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Well, hundred. I mean, hundred grand, Rich. You could buy like a top of the range CFX Yamaha custom beautiful. I mean, you know, talking real top dollar craftsmanship. And uh, I'm sure Steinway have it, uh, pianos that cost hundred grand. If you were looking to upgrade your, uh, probably not. Oh my uh, god! At, at least hundred grand. Really? With a, yeah, yeah, yeah. With oh, a nice, for a nice, nice Steinway. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Even more. Yeah. Crikey. Yeah. Oh, easily more. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Um, 
I can't remember where I started that topic. I think I was just bringing it in as a as a kind of uh, as uh, as an interjection from the chat room. Um, what other stuff? Um, uh, 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 oh, um, oh yeah. I wanted to bring things into a little bit of perspective. We're all people who probably sit in front of computers more than we should do. And uh, I found it, it's actually Tara Bush posted on Facebook, and it was a really useful article, which is, uh, it's on Life Insider, it's 10 piriformis stretches to help you get rid of sciatica, hip and lower back pain. And I've got a video. This is the sort of thing that you might be expected to do if uh, if you wanted to um, look after your piriformis muscle, which is the muscle between your, your hip stretch, and your Which is pelvis. a small stabilizing muscle in your hip here. It's commonly used to help treat sciatic nerve pain, hip pain, back pain, knee pain. It's a, it's a commonly tight muscle that causes problems. So what you're going to do is you're going to lay down the side that you're stretching. In this case, my right leg is going to cross over your opposite side. You're going to put one hand on top of your knee, the other hand over your ankle. And then you're slowly going to pull toward your opposite shoulder until you feel a So that's an example. I dream of being able to pull it that far. But, I mean, at the moment, uh, seriously, this is quite important because, uh, I, I mean, I've suffered from quite bad back pain from just because I have my screens too low and I got compressed uh, vertebrae uh, in my neck. And that took, eight, you know, I had to get that. But it's really important because, especially if you live quite a, quite a sedentary existence because of your work, uh, things to watch out for. And that muscle is one of the ones that really uh, can get sort of locked up and cause all of those problems. And I just thought, should maybe mention it. I don't know. Ty, have you, I mean, you. I'd imagine, you know, the, the amount of work you've done, you must have at least had some twinges in the back department. Or have you had it, do you spend a lot of time just trying to keep it right? Before that, can I just, I, I just want to put forward a um, episode title of I Dream of Being Able to Pull It Back That Far. Because <laughs> I just I just suggested that in the chat room. Uh, I, I really, I just... <laughs> I, I can't. I can't let. I can't let that one go. Sorry, Nick. That, that has okay. to be up there. Well, right down. It's a bit it too on camera. <laughs> like, but look, look, we'll get the, we'll get the, the views. That, we'll get the views. We'll get the views. It'll be fine. A whole new audience. I mean, they'll be disappointed, obviously. But yeah. it's clickbait. Uh, yeah. Clickbait. Look, as in um, your back going click. There we go. There's a. Yeah. There's a pun look, for you. I mean. Again, you're talking. You're talking to someone who's had had years and years and years of problems with his back, and and it sounds such a cliche, but it is literally. I mean, I've I've been through all kind of chiropractors. I've had acupuncture, McTimony. I've had normal ones, um, hypnotherapy. I, honestly, everything. My back's been through everything. Uh, something called something that involved the guy realigning my gums and realigning the my neck rather than the, my, all my problems with the lower back. And he was solving it by putting his fingers in my mouth and realigning my gums. I kid you not, and it worked. Yeah. But um, the thing that changed all of that, and this is such an easy thing, was getting the right chair. Now, I had been doing what we've all done, which is we've gone to Ikea and we've bought the 80 quid office chair. And I, I spent years of having that. Um, and my back problems just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And in the end, I forked out on a, I can't remember what the name of it is. I'm sitting in it now. You know the guys that make the studio chairs, there's something can something. Who are they? Can you? Can it's not Herman Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Herman they Miller. do. A, yeah. They do a special range. You've seen this chair. They do a special yeah. range where it's, it's all, I don't know whether you can see it. It's oh, all yeah. very big. Okay. And it basically supports your back. Now, I have to say that I think this was something like 11, 1200 quid or something, yeah. which for a chair, you're kind of thinking that's just ridiculous money. And I'm not going to argue with that. But the reality is, since I've been in this chair, um, my back pain has more or less completely and utterly disappeared. Yeah, I think it's really almost, important. Almost completely. Really important. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Rich, I'm sure you must be the same. I mean, particularly also, you go. To, I mean, you go to visit. You're working in other studios. Do I mean engineers and producers bring their own monitors? Do they bring? Do they bring their own chairs? It would seem to make sense to me. <laughs> if some you do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, some do. Um, so Herman Miller was sort of the the de facto high-end studio chair standard for many years and still is in many cases. And quite often you walk in and see the Aeron chair, which is what I'm sitting on right now. Me too. Yeah. 
There's a guy in the States named Carl Tatz, T-A-T-Z, as you guys say, um, who makes something called, uh, he, he, he promotes a technology he calls Phantom Focus, and he has a Phantom Focus chair that people who I love and respect apparently fell in love with this chair. So Carl Tatz's Phantom Focus chair is also worth looking into. And uh, oh, yeah. in addition, additionally, Carl is a very, very interesting man. And I have heard rooms that he has done that blew my mind um, as a as an audio consultant technologist. Uh, right. So anyway, uh, that's something else. Now, as regards this article, obviously stretching, uh, especially if you're locked up in a recording studio, even before... The days of computing, which obviously we're all in now and we're all holding, looking down all the time, holding our handheld devices and such. So stretching is obviously a beautiful thing. And I kind of skimmed through these various videos and all of them seem to offer various suggestions that I thought were brilliant. And one of the suggestions that was featured in one of them was this. Ah, uh, yes. Which my massage ball. therapist just recently suggested to me. And I started bringing on the road because I among I mean, I have a we could do a, sh a podcast on my medical history. But besides that, um, okay. uh, we've uh, that's, there you that's go. a bit risky. Yeah, I saw the tennis. Like, it's it's like, you could have wore boxers for that shot, really. I it's mean, like, I know he's got a nice body. Is that you, Rich? In that picture? No, that's sorry. you. I'm happy to report that's not Wait, me. That's your uh, tennis ball, though. I'm sure of it. Yeah. It's your yeah. ball. It's definitely your ball. I mean, ball, singular. Yeah, yeah no, you're absolutely right, Rich. So, I mean, that makes a difference. Makes a real difference. So one of the things that happens to me is occasionally um, a rib becomes misplaced in my back. And when a rib becomes misplaced, there's a part from your spine becoming out of alignment. It hurts. And it hurts a pretty broad swath of muscle tissue around where that's happening. And I have suffered occasionally on the road where I couldn't find, uh, I'm not really one to lay down on just anybody's table. So anyway, my massage therapist last time I was there said, bring a tennis ball. And literally yesterday I had to uh, repair a, uh, a rib that was out of place and I knew exactly where it was. And I got in a door jam with this thing and was able to pop it right back in. And I am a happy, happy man now. Wow. So that was some good advice. The stretches that you do on the floor where you're laying on your side and you take one leg over that really, really stretches out the muscles of the lower back and you do one on each side and you can lay there for a while like that and just like give yourself some like stretching motion like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Those are good. The one I didn't see anybody mention that I also like to do is something I call the call to prayer where you're basically on your knees on the floor and you go forward over your knees yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. with your arms outstretched, yeah. um, kind of what you see in the call to prayer motion that those mm -hmm. uh, Muslim people do. Um, there are other various kinds of stretches, and I sit in lotus position. Anybody who's been with me for any length of time knows I sit in lotus position like a lot. Um, and while I'm sitting in lotus position, I can stretch various things in various directions and I can lean all the way forward and again, extend my arms out and do that kind of thing. So this is all good stuff and I'm glad it came up. Um, I would encourage me and they also recommend that you get up and take a break every so often. Um, yeah, I, by the way, I'm just, no, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, you're absolutely yeah. right. And, you know, I and think it's that. important. I, I know it's kind of, it seems quite, you know, it, it seems pretty obvious, but it's the sort of thing that you say, I know I'm fine. And then suddenly you're not. And you're kind of, and when you're not fine, it's like, oh my God, you know, it usually happens. It's probably not going to happen to you in your twenties. It might start to happen in your thirties, but later, the, the longer you leave it, the worse it gets because there's a point where it's just, it goes and it can be excruciatingly and debilitatingly difficult. And uh, mm -hmm. Rich is brandishing the tennis I've, ball menacingly. I've had, I've had periods in my life where I would at least once or twice a year not even be able to get out of bed yeah. uh, as a result of injuries and went through some very intense therapy to get to a point where that doesn't happen anymore. And yeah. I generally don't suffer with those problems anymore, but it took a lot of simultaneous therapies and a fair amount of pain to get there. <laughs> Lady Aptitude in the chat room rather amusingly said, your your track is only as good as your weakest vertebrate, which I think is a very there good line, go. actually. That's almost a short title good. there, really. I think my, I might actually have to grab that one. That's a good one. I'm going to copy and paste that in. <laughs> the only problem is I don't think I can get all those words in the, in the poster frame. It's, I might have to make this. Anyway, you we got that. start with only. 
You could yeah. just start with only as good as your weakest vertebrae. It doesn't. That's true. Be anything. That's could true. Be anything. But um, yeah, I wanted to bring that one up, and thanks to Tara uh, for pointing that out because I know Tara's uh, really uh, you, big Tara. into yoga, and she does uh, like uh, spin. She used to do spin classes. I like take teach spin classes in LA. I don't know if she still does that now, but <clears throat> well said. Um, I should we should just pop our little uh, um, message from our friends over at Isotope now. We'll uh, we've got the competition coming up, so stay tuned. Building on a 17-year legacy in audio mastering, Ozone 9 brings balance to your mix with never-before-seen processing for low-end, real-time instrument separation, and lightning-fast workflows powered by machine learning. Expect lower CPU usage and shorter startup times with Ozone 9 compared to Ozone 8. Experience fluid metering in a fully resizable environment that lets you track the most subtle details of your audio. Use more plugins at once, mix while you master without worrying about slowdowns or dropouts. And immerse yourself in a smooth, modern experience designed to keep you in your creative flow. As you can see, Ozone 9 is the fastest way to get your master off the ground. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to check out our other videos and head to isotope.com to learn more about mixing and mastering and to download your free trial of Ozone 9. Indeed you can, and we thoroughly recommend that uh, that be something that you would check out because, as we know, Isotope stuff is incredibly useful. In fact, this this show goes out through, I think it's not, uh, I'm trying to remember what it is now. I think it's Nectar, um, the, the kind of final process goes on the master bus. But uh, we have a, a competition for this week, and we're looking for the hashtag 2020 AudioVision. So uh, the number 2020 and the word audio vision, the hashtag Ozone9s at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's the hashtag 2020 audio vision and the hashtag Ozone9s at Sonic State now at Isotope Inc. And that's Twitter competition. Uh, if you're picked, you stand the chance of winning I Ozone 9 Advanced. You know, that's uh, some some pretty pricey and uh, advanced stuff there. So do check that out. Uh, and we have a winner from last week's well, The Quizzes Show. I actually should mention a little bit about the quiz while we're on it, but I will mention that later. Um, so this time we have uh, the winner is somebody called Imploded View, at Imploded View on Twitter. I'd love to bring the balance with Ozone 9 and Sonic State and as at Isotope Inc. And so congratulations to you, Imploded of you. If you want to get in touch, you are the winner of episode 601. Uh, uh, no, 602. What am I talking about? Which was the quiz one, uh, which I should mention. Uh, we had a lot of fun with the quiz. It was completely chaos. And I want to say, uh, Rich, you were there. I know it was a bit non-participatory because we had to get through so many questions, which was issue number one, don't have so many questions. Maybe you stick to rounds of five next time. Issue number two, make sure you get your spreadsheets right, because I did actually not have the right winners. And I, I just like point that out now. Wagyu won with 32 points. Uh, and Asia Head came second with a possible tw with 27. And then Dave Bolden uh, got 25. So those were the top three. Uh, top two prizes. Uh, I think Wagyu got uh, G-Force. I think he got Virtual String Machine. And Asia Head uh, was ch choose choosing something from the Audio Damage uh, range because uh, uh, Chris Randall from Audio Damage very kindly donated a prize. We will do it again. And now I've got it sorted out. It'll work even better. And Ty, I want to say thank you, mate, for uh, those questions because I used to do that on Facebook. I used to put up, up a couple of pictures go, can you guess what it is? And they were quite popular, but yours were really tough. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, as you as you know, I sent you twice as many. Yes. Did you actually put on weren't the most difficult. There were more difficult ones than that. The worth the what I really want to have a word with everyone though about is dissing my dust. Because <laughs> the problem I had with that, you've seen my so all the kind of your stuff is 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 in there. And so that that doesn't get dust a lot. And because you've also seen you can't get to lots of it to get to stuff. So I was there having to zoom in. Ah, okay. <laughs> zoom right in. I couldn't even I even if I had a feather duster, I wouldn't be able to reach it with the feather duster. These things are like kind of, you know, ten feet away with me zooming in. And then all I get is look at the layers of dust on that. You know. Yeah. So ungrateful. But, but it was a great round. It was good fun. Um, I, I think. I think it, I, I, the other thing I, I know with the, some of those questions were just too difficult. I think <laughs> they were a bit obscure. Just some of them. Some of them were really obscure. I have to say. But I, look, it, I mean, it worked really well. I mean, I was obviously just. I was there. I was just kind of looking. I think I was on a train at the time, doing it from a train. And 
it was friendly. And, and you know, hats off to you, Nick, because you did really well in in you know some mitigating circumstances. I had to chaperone a little bit too hard on that one, I think, because it was just I was just thinking this is going to take three hours if I don't speed things along. I'd suddenly realised, like after the first round, mm, it's been thirty minutes and we've only done one round. Rich, I got to ask you because um, Mark Tinley very kindly donated his Duran Duran round, which was really obscure and really difficult. But you work with those guys. How many of those would do you think you got? Just out of curiousness, if you can recall, because I mean, if anyone would get a high percentage. I would assume you probably did okay. You're muted. That's not me. Take a drink. Well, they, yes, they were asking for. They were asking me to. I did it for them. I did it all for them. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I think I got about half of them. There were some I didn't know. There were others I did that other people don't know. You know, like uh, Nick Rhodes's real name, stuff like that. I, I knew that. Uh, there were other things. He was building on a narrative, and I didn't get, I never really joined that narrative, but I did know certain things along the way. You see, and I thought one of them about, was really misleading. Absolutely. Sorry, you see, sorry. The, the sad part about it is because I'm a real Stephen Duffy fan. So I was getting all the early ones, the difficult one about the devils and Stephen Duffy, that Duran Duran fans are going, who the hell's this? They're the only ones I got. So. <laughs> I do. One thing that I will I will say that uh, Mark very kindly sort of brought to my attention again because there's a, a track by uh, the Lilac Time called uh, Black Velvet, yeah, which is absolutely. If you get a chance to listen to it, the only one I could find on YouTube was not the single version. It doesn't have all the beautiful synth modulated sort of choral oh, stuff. Oh, okay. But it's a beautiful piece of work. It's it's a really fantastic song, and it's just it it, it sort of reminds me of like. Um, uh, almost XT, XTC. It's got this kind of yeah. quirky British sort of almost folk roots in it, it's, but it's beautiful. The Lilac Time for me are uh, one of the most underrated bands ever, basically. Yeah, the Lilac yeah. Time no, was basically Stephen Duffy and he, what he's now his wife and his brother, and and they were going from the kind of mid to late eighties, and it's kind of folky. It's very British, but they've gone through different stages. But the songwriting, Stephen Duffy's yeah. songwriting, it's is very very good. Uh, is on a you know, it's a whole different level, and yet he's so no, never gets respect for it. But yeah, check out the Lilac Time. Definitely. Of its time, yes, I would I would concur. Uh, right, so video three I've got here is uh, is this guy. That's video three of my list. This is the new uh, Roland A88 Mark II controller. That looks absolutely massive. Um, three zones. I believe it's 88 keys, hammer action, onboard arpeggiator, customizable zones, uh, controllers. Three yeah. zones? Three zones seems a bit light on 88 keys, but maybe there's other things you could do. Uh, USB-C powered, you can be. Uh, also, MIDI 2.0. Uh, compatible, so ready. It's a bit like HD ready. We don't know what aspects of MIDI 2.0 is going to be, but but hey, there we go. I know, Rich. You seem you seemed incredulous that it was only three zones, and I I would I didn't realize that. Yeah, RD 2000's got eight. I yeah. don't understand. Their 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 flagship uh, workstation synth nowadays has eight, where the which was double the four that they've been promoting for 15 years, and so now they're back to three. Um, and do I use them? Yes. Sometimes I'd like to have the eight. I can't, I don't really like the RD2000, but I'd like to have eight of them. I, I do find myself running out with only four sometimes where I want to have, uh, where I have two layered things and I want to have something else going on. I can't do it. I got to, I'm limited to the four on the ones that I use, uh, the older ones that I use. Um, why there's only three, I don't know. Obviously, they've been looking at native instruments because they've got. Fancy colored lights down at one end, and uh, that seems to be the Native Instruments uh, hardware signature these days. And uh, I imagine it probably is beautiful and feels great. I'd have to play it. As I said, I'm not a fan of the uh, 2000, and that's supposed to be their flagship right now. So, well, the 2000, the thing feel... I, I saw because we uh, Ed Diaz, who uh, did uh, the the demo for us when we looked at yes, the I know, Ed. really fantastic. I mean, it was just like, wow, this is really kind of a great master controller in terms of what you can do with that. I don't know about the sound so much, but I mean, it, it definitely uh, seemed to be like on the money because it was you know, most live players now, lots of keyboard players now, they don't just have to play parts. They've got to have like an octave of 
samples or loops or triggers or hits you know there's tons of stuff you've got to do it's not just about keyboard playing you know there are and having 88 keys means you want to be able to split it up i mean you can do it in software at the I other end that, as well, i suppose i was going to say i think the reality is uh the way i'm looking at this um is that they're looking at this two markets mainly i would say in front of a, a door and having it as your master controller, in which case the amount of splits and layers you have isn't so important. And then I honestly think that if you're going to be using it live, whether you like it or not, I, I mean, Rich is here to completely contradict this, but most people are doing things in main stage. And so all the all the splits and the programming and whatever from when I did it was all, all of Take that was done in main box. stage. So, yes. so I think, I think, Although I totally get what Rich is saying and three doesn't seem a lot, I think for the market they're aiming at, I think there will be a lot of people who won't even use three. I think they will either be doing it in main stage or when you're using it with the door, it's not really uh, that that important. I think the main thing going for this is the key bed, which I think is the same as the 2000. I think it is. I think it's their latest ivory touch one, which, uh, you know, I love their key beds that Roland make nice keybeds um uh and you know i mean all the all the lights and the, and the controllers look nice they'll be useful but i still think there's always the one thing i always think roland miss is even back in the day they realized this with the a80 back in the in the late 80s which was the roland bender is all very nice it's lovely and it really has its uses with the front mod push and that but there are times when you really just want wheels and roland got that right on some products where they will pit put they give you the 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 joystick but they also then give you wheels as well perfect combination and i think the fact that they've lost the wheels now and it's, you're just on the joysticks is for me a bit of a a, a limitation for me personally yeah well i was going to say because um, when we when you did the uh spitfire library thing i noticed you were using controllers sort of the wheels and well, and, and, and faders essentially to kind of to, to bring the, in certain things and wheels would make more but, sense i guess well, this is, the th I mean, I'm as you know, so I use the Studio Logic, I use the 88, I use the Grand, uh, which has the three joysticks, which you can basically assign in a whole load of different ways. But um, uh, one is one is not spring, uh, one is spring in all direction and one is uh, completely stiff in one direction and flexible in the other. So they all three joysticks do completely different things, which means they can simulate anything. And it's the perfect combination um and i just think the roland i don't know if this had had wheels i think this would as well i think this would kind of be have an extra level but they've kind of missed a bit of a trick there for me but the action will be lovely and you know i'm, I'm sure it's 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 a great great for what it is so uh, rich how do you feel about real wheels or the uh the combined the the, the bender kind of uh thing that roland do i i never really well, got I, on with that so much but i use the i use their stage pianos on you know for years now so i'm i'm okay with the bender is it do i um it's okay it's not it i don't do enough with it i i like what i like the best is a ribbon controller um for what i'm doing yeah but uh yeah. you know uh, a horizontally mounted you know cs80 style Roland 2000, uh, no, Kurzweil 2000 style. Well, yeah, that uh, makes sense. You controller. can make broad gestures and, and yeah. Yeah, you can, I, can, I can go bow really easily, whereas trying to do that with either a wheel or the or the uh, Roland thing is a little wacky. But <laughs> ultimately, um, they're all good. And I, I can see Ty's point absolutely about wishing that this thing had some wheels on it or a wheel on it or something like that. And uh I'll bet you it's a wonderful product. I'd have to play it. I don't like the uh, the RD2000 keyboard. Unusual for them is a keyboard I don't particularly enjoy playing. And I've loved their keybeds for years and years and years. And I still do. And I still play them on stage because I love them. But that one does not work for me. And uh, I wonder what this one's like. For me, the absolute ultimate one was the one that they, they had on the V piano. Because the action on the yeah, V piano nice. is very nice. Very nice piano. Cool. That, that was a very Abs nice action. Yes. Yeah. The, the action on the V piano for me, they're absolute peak because it's it's just beautiful, beautiful action as a pianist, beautiful action. But um, I don't know whether they actually did 
put that in any other products. I'm, I think I'm, it was, well, I, them, I know, I imagine them, it was, it was a real, because it was a V-Piano originally was extremely expensive. So I'd imagine it was, you know, a lot of that was. Yeah, was it was a lot of, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember. I, I think remember. it's deeper. Yeah. I think it's a deeper key <laughs> physically than yes, what they it, put in their workstations. Yeah, it is it, a very deep, it does go very deep. Pretty deep. Right. Yeah. Um, so you get that pivot or whatever it is, the technical. But the RD eight hundred piano feels great. I love playing the RD eight hundred. It feels good to me to play. I enjoy what it does in it for that kind of work that I do on it. It's fine. The two thousand feels spongy to me, and I can't help it. Not I keep trying to like it, and it just feels spongy to me at the bottom of the mm -hmm. key, and I can't explain it. But there's something weird about it, and I know other people who are way better piano players than me who love it. So I I'm, I'm just looking to see. It's, I doesn't. I, I can't see whether it's uh, poly or mono aftertouch. I would imagine it's probably mono aftertouch. I think aftertouch. It, it's mono aftertouch. I'll tell you why it's mono aftertouch. Because if it had poly aftertouch, they'd be making one hell of a thing about it. That's very and true. And yeah. again, the disappointment is that the very first one in the late eighties, the A eighty, had poly aftertouch, and this was thirty something years ago. The A80 had I had one, and it 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 was the heavy. It had the heaviest hat I've ever keyboard, and to get the aftertouch, you literally had to play the note Stand and then up. almost yeah, <laughs> literally lean on it. But, but it had it literally had it did have poly aftertouch, and that was in 1987, 88. Poly aftertouch and a certificate, uh, a special voucher for RSI clinic, I'd imagine. Well, yeah. maybe. That's what caused all my back problems. It was actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But no, they, it, it, it's got to have mono aftertouch because they would have made yeah, a sunny no, dance. You're probably right. You know, you're probably right. So. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. We didn't. Make, I know. I, I know it's not always uh, a popular topic here, but obviously Behringer released a whole bunch of stuff towards the end of the year. We have got the octave thing. The octave, was it the cat or the kitten? I forget which one it was. And the uh, the the, uh, the the other thing that looked quite interesting there was the uh, Clark Technic Dimension D, which uh, I know it's a it's a very classic piece. I, I wonder if it's got the ability to plug in. Sorry, excuse me, plug in to press all four buttons on the front because wasn't that the way you used to have to do the dim d to get the special source sound rich it was a very it was it came over from the american production i seem to remember the dim d i'm sorry i lost you i was i was responding to something ah that's all right the, the, yeah the dimension d the, the, and you remember that you had to press dimension all four d, buttons in to, yeah, yeah 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 well the four button thing came from the uh Yuri 1176, actually, and everybody started deciding to push all the buttons in on everything they got just to see what happens. Um, <laughs> and sometimes I, it I never, I never like to use the Dimension D that way, but I did like to use it occasionally on one or the other of the existing chorus buttons on it. And I loved it pretty much all the time until the bass guitarist wanted to use it. Oh, I know. Isn't that all right? Is it acceptable to use, to use that on a, on a, fretless bass but not a on, a, on a fretless in on a, on a fretless in 1987 it was acceptable but it's now <laughs> not 1987 so for Maybe. probably about three weeks mind, it was acceptable you don't mind giving up all your bottom yeah it's a, it's a beautiful thing to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> well okay fair enough uh, well anyway I, I think um was there any other business i think because uh, i've spoke to gaz and he was uh, we were going to talk about cubasis but uh, he was very keen because i know he uses it and i don't oh, know that's gazzy's no that's that's that's, that's gazzy's territory thing, so like i gaz. might just leave that out was yeah, there yeah. anything else that anybody wanted to kind of uh, to to bring in on that uh on the topic list i think we've pretty much covered everything oh there was the the only other thing was the roland gocast which is a bit outside our scope but i don't know if you you saw that that was uh that was pretty cool did you see this thing this is like a little vision mixer it's like the roland go mix but you can plug a mobile phone into it and wi-fi another phone so you get two cameras and three channels of audio and you can stream out via an app it's kind of actually a really you know because everybody's trying to do this kind of thing at the moment and streaming and this looks like something that'd be pretty cool i imagine taking this to a rig at nam with two with an ipad and a remote phone having a two camera shoot wouldn't have to carry yeah, too much that. stuff it's like 249 bucks you see, wow. any, any, anything like that that makes things just easier. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it, it kind of looks like there's, it kind of looks, I mean, looks like there's nothing revolutionary in there. It just makes something easier in one box. That absolutely makes sense. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see because well, in that one they had in that that clip they had obviously the the guy with the camera, but then another guy with a with a gimbal which would be connected to Wi-Fi. It's not clear whether you need to have a laptop and a network port or whether you can just use the Go app on uh, on on your phone to connect directly to your streaming source and create a, 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 your own Wi-Fi network and then share it as a hotspot with the other camera coming in. Because we used to we used to use that. There was a uh, Switcher Studio Pro was what we used to use. We had multiple cameras for our live events. I don't know, you might remember the first one, Ty, where we had just iPhones. We had four of them yes. and an iPad yeah, yeah. and all, all connected via Wi-Fi and then streaming out via the... And it was patchy, but impressive at the time. I wouldn't... We, we've, we've retired that now. I think we did use it for our second stage in uh, in the, the event we did at uh, um, uh, in Bristol at D&B... Um, the school DMB. Yeah. But yeah, this kind of looks cool. I mean, if if you're doing videos and you need that sort of thing, and because the cameras now are fantastic in these things. I mean, even I just bought this. I bought this phone. My mum needed a new phone, so I bought this. Right, this is uh, just a, a Xiaomi. It was 120 quid, and it's got an eight. It's just got an incredibly good camera in it. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's so. She doesn't need a contract. Just stick your SIM in there. And that, you know, you can plug that in. But the hard thing to find is audio in. And uh, so the Go Mix was one way, but I, I must admit, I will bring this up because I bought this uh, because I was thinking I was going to use it at NAMM because sometimes you bump into people and you think, I'll shoot some sort of a, an interview, but you need to take a GoPro and other stuff. And I found this guy, which is just a little, it's just a, a regular lapel mic with USB-C on it. And you just plug that into your oh, phone. Wow. You've got audio straight in. Use something like Filmic Pro. And, and you're there, you know, you've got, you could just hold that. Because I did some interviews at um, Roland launch event last year and I interviewed Kibo and uh, Rachel K. Collier using the very same stuff, but with a GoPro oh, instead wow. of my phone. And it that just means that you can actually get, because the sound is the most important thing. The vision you can kind of, you can live with, you know, a, a slightly shoddy image, but if the if the sound is crappy, then it's really rough. So it's well worth yeah. 250 bucks could be worth worth having. Hey, Rich, why have you got uh, you got your Apogee One? Yeah, but that's the same size as my phone. You know, so I'll just say, whoa, 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 can I just I just want to go back. Talk about first world problems. Yeah. Just okay. just 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 take your back self back five years. If you turn around and go on, oh my god, that's so big. It's the same size as my phone. <laughs> yeah. I suppose so. That's fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I guess. But well, oh, it's bigger than your phone. Oh, forget that one, then, Rich. Well, okay, Rich. I, I, I'll raise you. I'll raise you, and that's that's my that's my interview kit. Yeah, that's so nice. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I, and so this. But will, this I, thing has the microphone built in. <laughs> ah, okay. It's got the mic in it. Right, it does, okay. and it sounds yeah. great. Actually, I bet it does. Yeah, I bet it does. Excellent. Well, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that within there as a sort of random one. So that's going to be coming out. We're, we're going to see all the, you know, next week is going to be the NAM show. We're going to be there. We're going to go and see Roland. We're going to go and see all of these people. We've got plenty of stuff uh, to see. You know, there's probably going to be some new releases. Uh, if what Ty was talking about earlier uh, as manifests itself, we'll probably go and see that as well, assuming we haven't already got any video shot, but I couldn't possibly comment. And uh, so therefore... <laughs> Um, it's going to be a big week for content. There's going to be a ton of stuff. So if you see us over at NAM, come say hi. We will be running around a little bit, but we can always stop and say hello and, you know, all of those things. So, wow, 2020 starting with a bang. I know. Uh, when do you go back to work, Ty? Like, prop, um, you know, full full schedule working, I mean. You know, I'm not saying you're not um, working now. You're working like a normal person now. When are you going to back yeah. to the, the work that's going to basically finish you off? If you don't, okay, slow so, down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in a really fortunate position because uh, the work that's not going to finish me off, which is doing mid, we're doing, I can't even talk about the more than I do at the moment, uh, but there's no set deadline on that, so that's cool. And then the work that, as you quite rightly say, will essentially kill me eventually. Um, <laughs> I I've literally managed to get a clear book. They sound so ridiculous, you know, turning around and going, you know, most composers they're going, God, no, I need work, I need work. With me, I've said no to enough stuff to have kind of as long as I like off. Really? Ah, well, that's good. I think you need it. So I think it's you should fantastic. Look I do. Yourself. I, we want you to be around. That's, I'm being selfish the, here. 
<laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but honestly, genuinely, that's the bottom line. I just it got to a stage where I was I, again. We could go on for hours about burning out, burning yourself out. But I was so close to genuinely to burning myself out. I kind of took a step back and realised that. And and so I'm genuinely just taking t- taking things easy and taking time off. And it's and it's great. And just we're talking about my ear that's been completely screwed for the last two weeks. You'll be pleased to know that in the middle of the show. It's, it's it's returned. It's, all, it, it's been it's been it's been like me like that for two weeks, and it's um it's 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 come oh, back during the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's so, a it's a it's a Christmas well it's a post Christmas yeah. miracle, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! <laughs> it is, and and it came unto being that Nick laid his hands upon me. <laughs> it's, it's probably my, my, it's, maybe it's the SPL I'm sending via my mic that's uh, a, a, some incredible crunchy audio that loosened whatever it was. Uh, actually, uh, talking of composers, uh, great to see Hilda. Uh, I can't pronounce her name. Getting uh, a Golden Globe for her. Um, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. First time ever, I think, that we've had a woman win. Which it is, is ridiculous, and it's it? long. It's it's long overdue, and plus the fact that. You know, kind of, we we all sit there going, we all want we all want that score that's going to be a, a groundbreaking score, something different, something new. And before her, there was basically the, the last one that really did something really new was Dunkirk, and before that, and whatever. So it's great to have some. It was a great score, and you know, I, it has to be said, <laughs> she's a woman, which is fantastic, absolutely brilliant. So long uh, excellent stuff. Well, Ty. Have a, uh, a a great uh, well. You can watch Nam from afar. I, I'm going to get you out there one day. You'll you'll enjoy. It. You'd absolutely have a have a wonderful time. I know you were going to no, do it at I'd, one I'd, point, but it I'd didn't spend, work out. Yeah, yeah. But I I I will I will absolutely do it. I will I will do it. But um, meanwhile, I will literally just be sitting here working out the list of things. You know, the things to buy list. So ah, it's well, always fun. I love it. That. I absolutely love it. Yeah, Excellent. Same. Well, lovely to have you, Ty. Thanks for joining us. And also, Mr. Rich Hilton. Um, and are you sticking around for a little while? Have you have you got are you back on the road, kind of right right away? Right away? No, I'm home for a little bit. Um, oh, excellent. We will resume the heavy touring in March. Back with Cher uh, through America and Canada, some more places I still haven't seen. There ah. are places we haven't been yet, and. Uh, We'll do some more of that for a couple of months. And in between now and then, we have a few one-off private shows, one of them in a very distinguished palace uh, not far from you. Um, ah, excellent. That's and, uh, looking, my mother's house, yeah. Yeah, that would be it. And, uh, <laughs> we're playing in the back playing in the back garden. Yeah, that's the right, yeah. Just yeah. Skyping in, frankly, yeah. Uh, well, lovely to have you, Rich. And uh, we're, uh, we won't have another show, obviously, because we'll be at NAMM next weekend, uh, next right. Wednesday. And then the Wednesday after, I'll be travelling back, waiting for a coach from Heathrow. Uh, the um, travel around, yeah. So it's brilliant. My 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 flight lands just at the point where I can't catch the right coach, and I have to wait another two hours. But I, oh, I yeah. I'm so over driving back from airports after a long transatlantic flight. I didn't really want to do that, so mm-hmm. I'm just being cheap. Well, fall I will be hanging on your every video. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a challenge. We hope to make uh, make everybody uh, um, enjoy all of them. Anyway. That's it for Sonic Talk number, uh, what was it? It was uh, 603, good Lord. First for 2020. That's it for this time. We'll see you all next time. Thanks very much for watching, and we'll see you online at NAM time. See you later. Bye-bye now.